The way I tend to look at this microphone... You can say that again. The way... I, I'm not going to say it again. Oh, well, you could have said it again. That's true. But since there is a microphone, here it goes. My name is Stephen Johnston. My name is Jesse Titus. And this is American Brews and Tunes. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Man, that theme song never gets old. It sure doesn't. I wish that was the ringtone to make me wake up in the morning for my alarm, but unfortunately it's not. You know what? That is uh, that is really unfortunate, actually. Um, if anybody knows how to do that... I, I know how to do it. Oh. I just didn't. Steven knows how to do that, so maybe he'll do that for his ringtone. <laughs> maybe, but that's too much work. My ringtone's nice and peaceful, but... Yeah, well, we oh yeah, wait, what's your ringtone again? It's uh it's Our God is an awesome God by Rich Mullins. But do, oh, the do, 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 do. But it's like on just piano. All right? piano version. So peaceful. And then <laughs> an so organ funny. comes in and that's what wakes me up. <laughs> really? Oh, that gets me every time. Uh, but like we said before, my name's Steven Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. And this is the very special twenty-first episode of American Brews and Tunes. And why is it special, you say? Yeah, why is it special? Uh, for well, all those who have listened before, you know, but for everyone else, which is pretty much everyone else in the world, pretty much <laughs> everyone in general in the world, yeah. uh, this is our 21st episode of American Brews and Tunes. So, happy you know 21st! Wow! Yeah, happy 21st episode to us. Yeah. So that means that we, our, our podcast, podcast can, can legally, legally drink, drink beer. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's, we had what, to... what are we do? What are we doing tonight that's different than most other episodes? Well, all of their episodes. Well, instead of drinking awesome craft beers that we've never had before, we're drinking the beers that we had for our first legal brew. Yep. Which is, uh, we'll touch upon that in a second, but as far as music goes, we listen to albums that have even the vaguest the reference, vaguest to, reference drinking, to alcohol. To alcohol, yeah. <laughs> so we, just just for funsies, because it's my, the first. Mine might have been a little bit more vague. Jesse's was the vaguest. The vaguest of vague. Vague. You vague. say you say vaguest. Vag, yeah. But I say vaguest. Sounds like you're saying Las Vegas. Yeah, but vague <laughs> when you put a T there. Vaguest. Vag, yeah. You can, anyways, that's your weird Minnesota weird. accent. Minnesota Minnesota isms. Yeah. Anyhow, uh Oh for the past two weeks yeah. I have been listening to a really an album that doesn't have anything to do with drinking, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> called Reunion by Fiction Family. Yep. There's a little bit of an alcohol reference, perhaps, in there, but... Maybe. Not super on the nose. Or so I thought. Yeah. But uh, what did you, what are you listening um, to? I've been listening to the album called Turn the Radio Off by the band Real Big Fish. I'm pretty sure there's a song called Beer I, on there. You know, there. yeah, I think there's a reference so, to beer in this album. I feel like on the they, song called Beer. I feel like that's a very good reason that this album is way more beer related. <laughs> but that's it okay. Is. That's okay. It definitely is. Uh, we'll touch. Uh, we'll go. Back, we'll come back to the albums. Let's let's go to the brew portion since in the term American brews and tunes, the brew comes before the tunes. Yeah, exactly. You know what? That's a great point. 
Uh, maybe that is a great point. So, so, so why don't we... Let's, let's introduce our beers and then talk about our first legal drink. So I'll okay. let you go first. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to have the classic American uh, lager that... I believe it's the king of beers. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, I think it's the king. Well, it says king of beers. Now... If you don't know what that means, then who are you? You're either not American or actually... Probably anybody who like drinks beers knows that that's their slogan. Yeah, I feel like this is even more than just American. Um, this is from Anheuser Busch. Uh, man, I I have talked to multiple people uh, from different countries, and man, do they not like American lagers like this one? All the macro breweries, anyway. Yeah, it's it's a cheap lager. Very very cheap lager. Generally, um, an adjunct lager is what they call them. I don't know if you've heard that term before. No. Um, it's it's usually a reference well, to like the macro lagers, which use like other rice. grains such as rice or corn instead of yeah, instead of instead of the, the grains wheat. and wheat. Yeah. Um. So what what is it that you're drinking? If you haven't guessed by now, I'm drinking a Budweiser, and the crowd goes silent. Cricket, cricket. <laughs> just kidding it, Budweiser's not that bad but of course this is Budweiser and not Bud Light so yeah Budweiser's way better than Bud Light what, a little tell bit us, better tell us a story about your first drink uh, well my first drink I believe it was uh, at my brother's house I think he was living in St. Paul at the time I can't remember what street he was living on but St. Um, Paul St. Paul Minnesota uh, shout out St. Paul what up I was singing a Johnny Cash song oh yeah Big is River that, Oh, he's, he's probably singing something, about something. the Mississippi. St. Huh? Paul, Minnesota. Probably singing about the Mississippi. I don't know. Big River. Oh. The biggest one in America. I never even thought about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love this movie for a long time. I never thought about that. That's Classic. Hilarious. You learn something new about Johnny Cash every day. Yeah. Well, not every day, but uh, if you like Most Johnny days. Cash, you probably learn something new about him every Most day. Most days. Um, but I think I was just over at his house for, I think maybe he had like just moved in and we were like going over there to play Catan. Settlers, or something like settlers that. Settlers of Catan, for those of you who don't know. Settlers of Catan, yeah. Strategy um, game. Or some, I was over there for some reason. Yeah. And he had a 12-pack of Budweiser, and he was like, do you want a beer, Jesse? It was your 21st, and I was like, right? It wasn't my 21st birthday, but I was 21. Okay. So you didn't and have a beer like, on your 21st? Maybe I did. No, no, I didn't have any beer on my 21st. Um, I think my 21st was spent at Dan Knutson's house. Okay. And we got, like, really bad... Uh, apple and butterscotch schnapps. Oh gosh! And just drank those. Okay, so <laughs> it was real so bad. Your first but legal so my first beer, beer was Budweiser. Okay, yes. Just so your my, brother's my, house. My first legal drink was um, was an attempt at a caramel apple schnapps. It was well, so bad. I guess why not? Am I right? I it was, hope it was it in was the pretty gross. I was about to say I hope it was in the fall, but it was in it was in it was the summer. In, so. Yeah, summer. So that's because um, caramel apple seems like the fall to me. Well, yeah, it you know there's a, a big fall thing. I don't really know what a good summer cocktail would be, but not caramel apple schnapps. Probably uh, the cinnamon sunrise, the one that I made. Yeah, Jesse invented a cocktail called the cinnamon sunrise, which is um, angry. Uh, no, it's it's fireball, fireball mixed with mixed orange with o- juice. Yeah, mixed with OJ. Actually, kind of good if you make it. It wasn't too bad. If you add the proportions right, it's not bad. Yeah. So that, is that the whole story about your illegal drink? Yeah, I, I think that was it. I, I had the Budweiser, and I was like. Oh, this is okay. Well, and that was pretty much it. My first legal beer is uh, a little lighter than yours. Uh, it was born in the Rockies. Oh, wow. If that makes sense. That can is, is blue. Those mountains are kind of a little bit blue there. Aren't yeah. They? I know that there was some scandal involved with one of their uh, head brewers, owners, at one point in time. He really? got kidnapped. What? Uh, Adolf Kors, the like, second or third, whatever he was, yeah. got kidnapped and held for ransom. 
subsequently murdered. For the... I saw it on an episode of Forensic Files. It was crazy. For the uh, recipe or something like that? They just knew that his family was rich, so they oh, kidnapped him. Uh, but if you, if you didn't recognize the clue from Born in the Rockies or that one of their owners, owners was named Adolf Coors <laughs> and that it's lighter than Jesse's beer, I am, in fact, drinking a Coors Light. Yes. Wow. So Yay. light and flavorless. It's going to be so good. Uh, but this beer is very nostalgic for me. Reminiscent, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, my fir- it was my first legal beer, like I'm saying. Uh, like I said. Um, on I was born September 20th, and on the 19th of September, me and my dad went to a Dropkick Murphys concert in Pittsburgh. And boy, was it good. <laughs> um, it was downtown in Pittsburgh at this uh, pretty cool little venue. Um, but we went to this bar across the street called Jerome Bettis's Grill. Jerome Bettis's. Yeah, he was at running back for the Steelers way he, back in the day. Oh, I was going to say, I thought he played for the Ravens. I had a deep fried burger there. That sounds pretty good. Uh, and when I say deep fried, I mean like they, they battered the entire bun and dropped the whole burger in, in the... They battered the entire burger. Including the bun. So it's like, it, it comes cut in half, but there's like batter around the entire oh thing. Oh my gosh, that it sounds was, like a heart attack waiting to happen. It was, but it was so good. That sounds pretty good too. And my dad ordered a Sam Adams Oktoberfest and I was like, I want one. But technically, I was not 21 yet, so I didn't yeah. have I did not have that. We went to the Dropkick Murphys concert. It was it was really good, uh, awesome as per usual. Yep. And then we came home, and we we got home like right after midnight. And my dad said, "Want a beer?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, please." Okay. And so he came. He, the only beer he had in our fridge was Coors Light because it was. Uh, a lot of my family likes light beer, like my extended family. No disrespect to you guys, if you're, any of you are listening, which I doubt any of you are because you guys don't care about me. <laughs> just oh kidding, gosh. just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> we got lots of family love. Um, but uh, it's, it's light beer is, is generally an, an easy pick. And for some yeah. reason, we had yeah, co- I mean, a ton of Coors Light over, like leftover from probably the Christmas before. So it was like nine months old at this oh point gosh. in time. Which, light beer probably doesn't go bad, I don't know. Nah, I doubt it. Um, so I he, mean, there's probably an expiration date, but... He brought up a 12-ounce can from the basement, and we were sitting there uh, at the table, and we enjoyed a nice Coors Light together. It was fun. There you go. I was like, wow, this is flavorless, but I'm glad, I'm happy to enjoy it. My first legal beer with, with Dave. Nice. So that's... I'll always think of that when I have a Coors Light, which is rarely ever do I have a Coors Light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... That's pretty much it, though. You we'll, know what? We Why will give we... you our description of the beer, but... Don't, yeah, yeah. I, I already know what this is going to be like, so here yeah, it goes. So we're both drinking we're, out of Tall Boys. Uh, look yeah, for our taller, Insta- taller boys. Taller boys. Uh, look for our picture on Instagram. It'll show what we think about our beers. Yeah. And Jesse's actually drinking his straight from the can, but I'm going to pour mine into a Oktoberfest oh, yeah, Stein. Oh, well. Well, just drink it from the can. I'm drinking mine from the Stein I because will. I love the Stein. All right, let's see here. Well, it smells uh, smells just like a. Uh, just like you think a lager would smell, not too great, and um, it's definitely smells kind of bland in a way. Mine and kind of smells, yeah. Mine smells like, like it smells like beer, but not really. Like it well, when like, you have an IPA, you smell hops. When you have also, a stout, you smell malts and, and roasty, right? Roasty malties. Yeah. Um, with this, you just kind of smell like a really bland lager scent. Um, which is not to say that it smells bad, uh, but it just doesn't smell interesting at all. At one point in time, I had beer-flavored jelly beans. And this is probably what it And this is like, what it smelled and, tastes and like. tasted like, yeah. 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 All right, so what do you say we give it the old, uh, why don't we give motto old... and give it a try? Yeah, why not? All right, it's gonna be the sound of cans clinking, so don't expect our glasses to clink, but here it goes. Shave it a beep It actually made zero sound. Wait, no, let's try this. 
Okay, there we go. That kind of works. All right, (laughs) down the hatch. All right, let's give this a shot. Light beer down into my belly. Uh Uh-oh. Well, it tastes exactly as I expected. Extraordinarily light mouthfeel, extraordinarily light flavor, which is next to none. Extraordinarily... It's it's got a sweetness to it. I like this... That's the biggest thing about these beers. Like a corny, grainy sweetness. Yeah. That's what you get out of there. They must have used sweet corn in the recipe. Uh, The hops are very minimal. You can't really tell that they're they're there at all. If I didn't know any better, I'd say there's no hops in here. Obviously, there is because that's what makes beer beer. You have to have hops. You have to balance it in some way. this is not balanced with hops per my taste. Um, The body is very uh, thin. I mean, as to be expected. Like seltzer water. No, I mean, a little thicker than seltzer. I don't know. A lot thicker than seltzer water, but, but not much. Um, it's like a canoe because you're close to it's pretty close to water. Yeah, what's the joke? Well, uh, well there's a lot of uh if there's, there's a, it's a dirty joke it. about it. I'm like I won't tell right now. It's pretty dirty. Oh, yeah. It's dirty <laughs> in general. Right, yeah, I, f- I forgot about the beginning part. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to continue to drink these as we discuss our albums. Um, do you want me to go first? I feel like mine's got a little bit more substance, so Okay, yeah, that's fine. Since the beer doesn't have very much substance, let's start with a substantial album. <laughs> All right, so uh, the album I listened to, like I said before, is called Reunion by Fiction Family. Yep. In fact, it might actually be called Fiction Family Reunion. I think it is. By the, Fiction Family. The first album was called Fiction Family. Yeah. By Fiction Family. So it's Fiction Family Reunion. Uh, so for those of you who don't know anything about this band, it is comprised mainly of two members, though they have touring and recording uh, members as well. Yep. Uh, but they're not as important as the two main players. So we'll just call it, uh, call them them a duo. John Foreman from Switchfoot and Sean Watkins. From Nickel Creek. Yes. Sean Watkins is from a band called Nickel Creek. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't know who Nickel Creek was, so I gave them a little... A little searchy search on the a little searchy search. the Wikipedia and the Spotify and the interwebs. Uh, so Nickel Creek is a three-piece bluegrass band. Okay, yeah. Comprised of Sean Watkins, his sister Sarah Watkins. Sean yeah. plays guitar and sings. His sister plays violin and the, sings. Yeah, that's, that's and then that. a mandolin player named Chris Thiel. Chris Thiel. It's his, his name's either that or Thiele or Thiele. It's probably Thiel. T H I L E. Chris Thiel. I always called him Thiel, but I never knew how to pronounce it. Thiel. I don't know. Uh, I knew him from Chris Thiel from uh, Punch Brothers. Have you heard of them? No. Uh, they're like, kind of like a progressive like bluegrass band, which is a weird, okay, weird style. Yeah, that sounds kind of interesting. But also, he did a lot of work on the Inside Lewin Davis soundtrack. Mm. Uh, he played a lot and sang a lot on there. Okay, that's pretty a, cool. He, and he is the most virtuosic, fantastic mandolin player huh. I have ever heard in my life. Look, look him up on YouTube, Chris Thiel mandolin and you'll it's just he blows me out of the water how good he is with the that's mandolin. a that's a great movie if you haven't seen inside Lewin inside Davis, Lewin Davis look look it up it's very fantastic. very good it's a coen brothers movie very yeah. slice of life uh, but chris yep. deal's great um and the three of them were in um what did i say nickel creek which is a a bluegrass band like i said uh very har- harmonically driven melodically driven super poppy and his bluegrass band but you don't have the twangy voices okay you get these nice like I don't know, regular, like, mainstream regular sounding voices, voices which okay, I like. Because yeah. I like bluegrass music, but I don't like the twangy voice. So, What do you mean by twangy voice? Like country sounding, like, like uh, really Hank, really Hank Williams. Here's the lonesome whipper-wheel. Whipper-wheel. Just the southern twang that you hear in country music. Okay, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Not that there's anything wrong with it, it's just not necessarily my, my cup of tea. Um, Punch Brothers are good. I actually... 
think I like Nickel Creek better than Fiction Family after listening to that. Oh, really? Yeah. So interesting. that's very interesting. I'll show you some of their stuff later. And I think okay. you'll really like them. Okay. Uh, also, I think I like Switchfoot better than Fiction Family. Oh, yeah. Not to say that Fiction Family is not good. I really like this album. Uh, so Fiction Family is a folky soft rock yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Alternative type band? I mean, like, yeah, like, I would say alternative. Like, there's, it's not like saying folky soft rock doesn't mean there's like it's, no drums or no electric no, guitar. No, no, obviously not. But it's just not like the it's conventional uh, type of rock that you would expect. And it's not the conventional folk that you'd expect. Yeah, yeah, it's just a nice melding like of a mix between the two. Art. It's like it's like alternative folk rock. Yeah, I guess is a good way to say it. But all around, the album's very catchy. So let's delve in, shall we? Yeah, we shall. All right, the first song is called Avalon. Avalon. This is the song that I thought had an alcohol reference in it. It kind of does, but we'll touch upon that later. The song is about uh, one of the neighborhoods in my school district called Avalon. It's right next to Ben Avon in Emsworth. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. I actually found what it actually... Do you know what Avalon is, the place? Mm. Uh, I learned about it. Avalon is a mythological island. Um, Okay. In the Arthurian, Arthurian, Arthurian. How do you pronounce that? Arth, like King Arthur, Arthurian, 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 Arthurian legends. Arthurian, yeah. Uh, I believe that's where Excalibur was forged, and this was where uh, there was oh. one point in time where Arthur was was severely injured and, and weak, and they took him here to heal. So this oh. was his place of healing. So does that make oh, a little bit of sense? Yeah, that makes more sense. It makes now, a lot yeah. of sense, and I'm I'm actually glad that I was able to research that. Uh, yeah, it that helped makes, out big time. That makes a lot more sense now. So he's not specifically like referencing the story of King Arthur, but he's using he's the using idea the, of yeah, finding yeah, something to yeah, heal. Somewhere to heal, yeah. Yeah. Um, and well, this song is sang by John Foreman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pretty they don't really share vocals on songs. Sometimes the other will do Sometimes harmonies, do but it's harmonies, yeah. one always takes lead vocals, and this one yep. just happens to be lead by by John Foreman. The first thing I noticed was the awesome arpeggiated guitar, and I'm assuming it was played by Sean because in his music uh, from Nickel Creek, he's got a lot of virtuosic stuff that's really? like really all over the place, like really huh. good playing. Like when you hear it, you'd be like, so is, Holy so crap. is his play, like the guitar and this is like way dumbed down? On some of the songs. Oh, comparatively, or okay. On some of the songs. Uh, but the, the guitar part's really catchy and really cool. Um, now that one line makes sense. Starts to feel like mythology. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense now. Um, so, like I said, it's a reference to that island. Um, but he's I th- he's essentially saying that we, we search for elixirs and outside sources uh, to try and get through pain and struggle and f- try to feel human and try to feel like yourself. There's a slight reference to alcohol. <laughs> yes. That is the only reference to drinking on the whole album. I think where he's the line is uh, so we raise our glass and drink to our health uh, dot 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 and a little bit later no elixir in sight that could make me feel like myself and I know that you there at one point no in, you inside. at one time said that there's a line that says really I can sounds, hear that gin calling me it really sounds like gin it says I can hear legend calling me <laughs> give me a legend calling me that's Get so it? funny that, that makes sense to the Avalon reference <laughs> it sounded so so, Jesse, so much like I can hear that gin calling me. He thought they were talking about gin. They're just talking about Arthurian legends. <laughs> that's, that's really what I thought it said. That's it sounds so much like that gin. Yippee kaye, yippee kaye. That gin, that gin. But well, because um, like I never thought I needed to look up the lyrics because it sounded so much like that gin. In Jesse's defense, it does <laughs> sound like that. 
Um, and I, I researched the lyrics on multiple different sources just to confirm that that was correct, and it is. Yeah, um, I mean, but, I, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, let me give you my rating for this. Okay. This is the most simple rating out of the rest of the rating. Family of four. <laughs> family of four? I'm giving ratings in family units. Okay. Because it's fiction family. Okay, so is that like... That's very good. I recommend this song. family? Yeah, is normal, that you're saying? It's very good. Okay. But as you'll see, even ones that aren't like conventional still are really good. Are you saying family of four because that's what your family is? Yeah, and I like it. Okay. That well, doesn't mean that any other family unit is worse because as you'll see in my ratings... That's used to. In my ratings later, you'll see that I value all families. Okay. Uh, but I, get, I recommend this one. Even the fictional one. Yes, even the fictional fictional one. <laughs> so on to song number two, which Ooh, is called "Who Doggy." Uh, Guilt, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think that's how it's pronounced. No, it's called guilt. I jest. I jest. Oh, oh, oh you jester! Though this is the second song, it is the first song that Sean Watkins sings. Yes, that's very true. The first of many. Wait, did you recommend that last one? I did. I recommended Avalon. Did you say that? Yes. I must have not been listening. No, you're too concerned with my family unit rating system. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, I also recommend Guilt. Okay, that's, that's a really good song. It's a I really like good song, and I'll give you my rating here. Family of four with one in the oven. <laughs> that's ridiculous. It gets better. With um, one in the oven. So this song, I think, is a little faster. And For those of you who don't know what that means, yeah. it means that the mother is pregnant again. She's got a bun in her oven. And he doesn't mean like a bun of bread in the oven in the kitchen. He <laughs> means one more. he means a growing child in her belly. Yes. Well, not in her belly, but you get the idea. That's what we'll, <laughs> we'll call it belly. Under the belly region. We This is not an anatomically correct podcast per se. Give me um, a W. W. Give me an O. <laughs> o. Give me an M. M. Give me a B. At Wombat. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> uh, anyways, this song's faster and a lot more straightforward, I'd say, than the last song, arrangement-wise. Yeah. Instead of having like, arpeggiated guitars. And it's got guitar chords and a bass that's kind of driving and a, a regular kick drum going. Yes. But instead I lingered. The lyrics. He's got a high voice, too. The lyrics on the hook are sometimes guilt just ain't enough. Guilt just ain't enough. Sometimes guilt just ain't enough. So I think, and I feel like I'm pretty safe in thinking this, that he means guilt is a good and natural feeling, but it's there in order for us to react and rectify the reason that we feel the guilt. Because just simply feeling guilt's not going to help or change anything. Like if you feel guilt, it's you feel it for a reason. You feel it for reasons. So yeah. You have so to do something about that. it. Don't yeah. just feel guilty because that's counterproductive. Yeah. And uh, what's the? Uh, I don't know if. Do you know if uh, Nickel Creek is uh, Christian? Are like Christian? Yes, okay. I believe they are. So because there's that one line in this song where he says, T- "Talking uh, about the preacher, TV preacher spitting fear or something mm-hmm. like that." Uh, talking about like talking about fire and brimstone Smoke type and deal. Fire are all I hear, or something like so that. So that'll make you feel guilt. But if you only yeah. feel guilt, that's not going to change anything. Yeah, and then it, it goes talks back about into sometimes guilt just ain't enough. Guilt the first just verse talks about enough. him seeing something and covering his eyes, but peeking through and still seeing whatever the horrible thing is that he's seeing. Yeah. And so guilt, just simply witnessing and feeling guilt's not enough. Yeah, you got to act on it. You got to figure out what you want to do and then act on it. Yeah, but I thought that was a really cool message, like a pretty yeah. cool call to action. Not like a very direct call to action, but a 
something that we should do in general. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I recommend this. Very good song. Super catchy. Song number three is called Up Against the Wall. I did not Up recommend this song. Up Against the Wall. And I gave it Family with One Kid, which okay. is a very happy and a great time. I know tons of families that have just one kid, and they have but maybe the parents, heck of a time. But maybe the parents want to get another little bun in the oven, but make their family bigger and better. But they just haven't. They just haven't yet. Yeah. They're hesitating. Uh, this song... I like that song. Uh, up Against the Wall? Up Against the Wall! It's, it's catchy, and it's good. It's John Foreman sings it, and it's a little bit more stripped back. And I think yeah. he's referring to how we can only love in an unperfect sense. No matter how hard we try. Uh, yeah. the, one of the lines in the chorus is, love, Our love is a puzzle that can't be solved. Our love is a puzzle that can't be solved. Yeah. Very catchy. It's somber, yeah. but I don't recommend it. So slower, let's move on. It's slower. And... Yeah. It's very, still a very good song. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But next song, they pick up the pace big time, man. This is where they like the really... Is this the first song with drums? No, there are drums in Or where drums, drums like intro it, though. Yes, drums intro this song, and that's what I said. Uh, well, John also sings this song, but uh, the beginning drums remind me of the song Everything's Magic by Angels and Airwaves. I'll show you that after this podcast. You'll be like, whoa. <laughs> oh, if you beef, if oh you my. Speed it up and beef it up. This song's Everything's Magic, okay. at least drum-wise. Um, I did not recommend this song. I'm surprised by that. I, I figured I love, that you I would think. I, I think it's a very good song. I almost recommended it. Um, it's super duper catchy, very poppy, and it's it's faster. It sounds like it, it's if they had any singles on this album, this probably was it. I don't think they did. I think they just kind of released it. That's what I think too. But I'm saying if they had a I single, yeah, this would right, be it. Right. Like yeah. I could hear this being on the radio. I don't remember them releasing any singles yeah. for it, um, or for their first album either. Makes sense because they uh, they weren't like they don't really to, need it. Like, they weren't trying to get this. Like, yeah, like this. Was, they just wanted to do a side a, project yeah, to tour and, yeah, and play. This was just a side project yeah. for both of them. And it's it's a, a fun, really like awesome album. And I think this song he's trying to talk about a relationship with a girl that's being threatened by like glamorous life, like Los Angeles. Like you yeah. can have Los Angeles. Just, just give me back, back my girl. girl. It's catchy. Um, here's the record. The rating yeah, I gave it. You can have your angels. Just give me back my girl. City of Angels. Yeah. 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 LA, yep. Here's my rating. Family with one kid and an uncle who sometimes overstays his welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? In the way that the songs are interpretable, you can interpret what that means, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I really like that song. I almost recommended it, but yeah, I, I would assume that it was pretty close. The next song is called Damaged, song number five. Damaged. I, like I recommended song this song. This is my third and final recommendation. It's a good song. And it's my favorite song on the album. Really? Yes. Uh, here's my rating. It's a loving nuclear family with a dog, just because that's what I grew up with, oh. and it, it reminds yeah. me of of honest and fa- familial, familiar things. Well, yeah, and this song is uh, very honest. It's Yeah, and I will touch and upon that. a song about being honest. Yes. And not... Well, it's a song about not being honest and why that's bad. Right, but um, but implying that you should be honest. Yeah. So this song is sung by Sean. So we just had two songs sung by John, and now we're back to Sean. And funny thing, on the Wikipedia page, I read that at one point in time they wanted to name their band The Real Sean John. The Real Sean John. <laughs> yeah, because you know the pot, like the Sean John, the yeah. the guy from yep. They wanted to get sued by him or something like that, so they, they was... <laughs> pretending like that and then that's they end up being fiction family that's pretty funny and they even talked about like fiction family like the name like they're a fake family like the two of them yeah because they both came from bands that they played in with siblings like john oh, foreman's got okay, his, yeah, his yeah. tim his tim brother foreman's in switchfoot yeah. 
and Sean has his sister Sarah. Sarah. So it's, they 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 have bands with their family. Sarah. So, so this is their fiction family almost. So right. It's kind yeah. of interesting. Not gotcha. to say it's the only reason why it's called that, but an interesting thought. It was probably just like, oh, why don't we just call it this? Yeah. Yeah. But back to the song Damaged. It's about not wanting to people like people to see your dark sides or your baggage. And right, it's very yeah. clear. The main line is I am damaged and I don't want you to know. Yeah. And there's a lot of I'm illusions. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of them because I really like know. them. Yeah, same here. So there's uh and I'm I'm not going to read the whole song but in the first verse he talks about under bandages or wounds I'll never show. So he's talking about ha- like literally being damaged physically. Yeah. Uh, by whatever it was in his past, and he's covering them up with bandages, and he'll never show them off because he wants to keep them hidden. Yep. Uh, in the second verse, he says, there are many pictures hung up on my wall, dot, dot, dot. I take some of them down before you come around. So yeah. he's talking about hiding things that he... Hiding things that he... Like, hiding who he really is. Yes. Hiding what he really likes, or what he like, you know, what and he's the, passionate about. Or the imagery like of the last verse is my favorite, because he takes... Let me see if it's one that I really like, too. He takes... I want to say like two different metaphors and puts them together. The metaphor of a house and the metaphor of music. So he talks okay. about the house and how there are like rotten boards inside, but yep. he paints the outside with major chords. Yeah. Yep. And so that almost is like a a meta reference because this song's kind of dark, but it's got like this really like cool, really happy, happy sounding chords. Yeah. yeah. And that reminds me of Less Than Jake because they have a lot of like really depressing songs that sound really happy. Yeah. Um, so he's hiding all this darkness oh, with yeah, major I chords. About, I forgot about that line. I paint the outside with only major chords. Mm-hmm. I love that I line. I forgot about that line. Uh, super catchy. And gall darn it, there's a dominant seventh chord, like five, seven chord in there that's just so good. Yeah. It's just so catchy. I also like. I also uh, really like the line. Uh, um, it's it's propaganda. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But I'm damaged, I'm and I don't want you to know. know. So good. I love this song. That's a great song. Yeah. Um, but so are, those, are those your three? Those are my three recommendations. Are you surprised that I picked Sean Watkins songs more than John Foreman songs? Um, not really, because I also really like the Sean yeah. Watkins songs as well. Going into this, like. I, well, I'll touch upon this at the end. My okay. my expectations. Okay. Well, I'll, screw it. I'll touch upon it now. <laughs> um, I I was more familiar with John Foreman. I really like John Foreman going to this. So I was yeah. almost more focusing on his songs. Right. So you were like you were like biased almost at the beginning. I was biased very much so. And then like hearing his uh, Sean Watkins songs, I, I slowly started getting attached. So you were like, I should check out Nickel Creek. Yes, I did, and he's pretty awesome. And in Nickel oh, Creek, yeah. uh, the three members take turns taking lead vocals. Okay, but they can harmonize. Like none other. Like none other. It's so good. Sweet. Um, song number six is called God Badge. I like this song a lot. If I had to guess, I would say this song was sung by John. And what do you know? It's sung by John. <laughs> if you had to guess. Um, this I gave us a rating of a family of three with a cat. Oh. I'm not a big fan of cats. Oh. But they can be <laughs> nice. Oh. <laughs> but I do like this song. Like, uh... I like, like a cat, like, but I don't want to own one. Like my friend, uh, Austin... Austin's cat. Um... His name is Le- uh, wait Duplo. They had two cats. What a weird name. When we were growing up in high school, reminds me of those um, Duplo I blocks. I'm a, well, yeah. I was well. Let me tell you this. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm a, uh, allergic to cats as well, and so whenever I went over to their house, I would always get all stuffed up, and my eyes would water. But uh, Duplo was his cat, was Austin's cat, and he was really funny and calm, and he would always roll over and let you pet his belly. <laughs> he probably loved that. But their upstairs cat, his name was Lego. 
Oh, so, so it was Lego and Duplo. So Lego was way so better. So there was like a well, no, Lego was crazy. Oh, there were times when uh, um, they would watch our dog Dixie, mm-hmm. and I th- or and our dog Dexter too. They would uh, they would they like chase cat? chase Lego around the house. Uh, Lego <laughs> really funny. But uh, I'm sure all of you know, but Legos are everyone's favorite building blocks, and Duplos, Duplos are, are not. the the big, chunky ones that little kids play with. Yeah. The lesser the worst, known ones. The worst ones. Yeah. They were fun, but Legos are way better. Um, Do you ever go on E-Bombs World back in the day? You remember that website? What? E-Bombs World. E-Bombs? Yeah, B-A-U-M. It was a bunch of like games and... B-A-U-M? Yes. And funny videos. But there was a video that... No, I've... About I've... A, a dancing cat. And okay. The cat would dance and would say, Cat. I'm a kitty cat. And I dance, dance, dance. The dance, dance, dance. Cat. I'm a kitty cat. And I meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> After this, I'll show you. And if I can find it again, was I'll that, we'll post uh, it on the website. It was so that funny. That must have been before we had the internet, because we didn't get dial-up until... This was like when we had dial-up, like yeah, but originally. We... When did you guys get dial-up? I was in like Do elementary you school, maybe preschool. Elementary, okay. My dad was, was a computer guy, so he always, like, he would try to get we the... didn't We didn't get dial-up until I was in junior high. Oh, okay, so yeah. And so I probably missed all those mm-hmm. weird websites. Yeah, it was... It was a goofy website that me and everybody used to look. Did you ever go on uh, Homestar Runner? Yes. That website is so funny. (laughs) Steve. Coach Steve. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's some Macaroscuro shading. There was, uh, They Might Be Giants had a video on that website. Really? Called Experimental Film. I don't know if you ever saw that one. Mm. I'll show you later too. Um, but if we if I can find that kitty cat song, I'll post it on the link on the website, Homestar, which is homestarrunner.net. Brewsandtunespodcast.com. You heard it here, you heard it first. Brewsandtunespodcast.com. You heard it here, you heard it first. Yeah. Uh, but we really right, we so, rest huge uh, there. God um, Badge. God right? Badge is sung by John Foreman, and it reminds me of uh, a solo song by John Foreman on his summer EP down. called "Instead of a Show." Yeah. Yeah, I see how you make if, that If you guys connection. don't know that, we'll post a link for that song on the website. Uh, I know on one of the previous podcasts, I reviewed John Foreman's fall. fall EP, but on his summer EP, he has a song called Instead of a Show, and it's thematically kind of similar to this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say I would say you're right about where that. Where they're talking about hollow, showy, um, ruley religious practices and it's talking set aside all those dogmatic religious practices and show some love yeah yeah that, like the, the main hook is put your god badge it. down and love someone and love someone yeah yeah good song but not my favorite moving on i just really like the message oh i, I think it's a great message yeah i do too but i needed more than just the message okay i'm needy i'm needy when it comes to melody <laughs> do you hate it when people don't call you back no not really I'm oh. not talking about needy like personality. I'm needy mel- for melodies. I need a melody. You don't hate it when like you call somebody and then after a little bit like they don't call you back. Not really. I figure they're busy. But what if it's like a couple days? I figure they're really busy. I'm. I, I, if it's like urgent or like if I send like a message saying please call me back and then they ignore me, maybe then. But I. I because I also have a bad habit of like not replying to texts or calls. Oh, yeah, you do. You never call. I have, I have, I have a bad habit just because I forget and I'm, I'm busy. Actually, and you I do call sometimes. Yeah. There was one time I was working and you called me. It was probably about the podcast or music or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or about a concert. I rarely call though. But anyway, what's the what's the next song called? Next song is called Never Call. Oh. oh! <laughs> Oh, I, did you not realize I was doing that? No, I was so confused. 
I do this to you all the time with yeah, song I know. titles. Well done. Well played, <laughs> sir. Good job. Um, but uh, the song's called Never Call, and Sean sings this one. I gave this a rating of single parent with two living grandparents. Wow. A great family unit that can show a lot of love. Wow. Yeah. Great. Because yeah, obviously there's some, some hurt there, right? Some hurt because there's a single parent. There's something, some story going on. I guess, yeah. But there's a lot of love still, single, you know. Uh, but anyways, um, this song's really got some nice metaphors about um, not being a good friend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read some of the lyrics here in a minute. Uh, but it's it's pretty simple song. Uh, it's vocally driven, like vocal and guitar, pretty simple. Um, but the last line of almost every stanza is, but you've got a friend that you never call. Yep. So that's kind of like the refrain almost. Yes. And so they refer to having something and not utilizing it. Yeah. In a bunch of different ways. For instance, you've got a chair, but never sit down. A pair of wings, but you stay on the ground. A needle propped up that won't make a sound. A first class ticket, but you won't leave town. Yeah. And I'm only going to read that stanza just because okay. they, they do more stanzas after it's that. It's more in general of that. They're like, you have this that could give you the opportunity to do this, but you yes. don't take that opportunity. You've got a friend that can this. be a good friend to you, but you don't call. But yeah, but you've got So a you're hurting yourself you and somebody else. Yeah. Essentially. A good song. Uh, I really liked it, but I didn't recommend it. Next song is called Just Rob Me. Did you me. recommend one more? No, I only did four. Oh, okay. Well, let's get through these quickly then. Okay. Uh, the song's called Just Rob Me. It's John Foreman's song. Because again, we want. The listeners to listen to the albums as well. Yes. So you guys listen. Uh, the song's called Just Rob Me. I gave it a rating of two parents who don't want kids. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not my favorite it's song. It's not my favorite song either. It's, it's, it's kind of funny, but not my It's the only real song. song that's story-driven, so that's very folky story-driven about a girl who is a bad robber, so he lets her rob him. Yeah, Weird. and then they start a fam. It's like, a, yeah, it's definitely like a, a story. It's funny. The whole it's thing. funny. It's goofy, kind of funny, but, but take it or leave it. It's not my yeah, favorite. Same here. Uh, the next song is called Reality Reality Calls. calls. Sean sings this one. Like it reminds me of a Randy Newman song. You know oh, Randy yeah, Newman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with the chords. You, you yes. like the chord choices? That's what made me think of Randy Newman. The chord choices? The chord the choices and the melody over the chord choices. Reality calls. It's a funny song and about a guy, who's, it ring. a guy who's in denial. Yeah, and he's like... Uh, about a girl who only wants one night fling, essentially. What's, uh, what's one of the lines where he's like... Um, something about fall, but I'm still uh, dressed dressed for spring, spring or yeah. something like that. Yeah, uh, I gave this rating of a parent with one kid and a goldfish, because <laughs> it's not it's like a step below a cat. <laughs> am I right? I like I like goldfish. Don't get me wrong, but that's a step below a cat. Uh, Cats eat goldfish. I took a drink at the worst time. I was not expecting <clears throat> the goldfish part. In song number ten, I'm going to say this is the last song because technically there are bonus tracks, but I'm not going to touch upon them. No, yeah, no, I never listened to the bonus okay. tracks either. This song is called Fool's Gold. I like Fool's the song. Gold. John sings it. Uh, the rating a... I gave it is a parents with one kid and four turtles. <laughs> you know what those turtles are called. Yeah. Yeah, we won't touch upon that, but you guys know too. If you don't you, know, then... If you don't know, that's too bad. You're missing out on some great stories. Yeah, but uh, it's, the song's uh, a reminiscent song. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's about getting old and losing the fire. Yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of... The main hook, like, lyric. the lyric hook is in the ashes of rock and roll. Yeah. In the but, ashes of rock and roll. <laughs> I think it's probably more about um, thinking that, like, one thing can really solve your problems and really... Like investing everything in one aspect of life, and then and realizing and, and not be the solution. Yeah, and then realizing that like that's maybe not everything to life. You know, yeah. there's a, there are more aspects. There are more 
things that could also fulfill you yeah. than just one thing. In summary, this was a and, good album. But that but that oh, song has still... some kind of good lyrics in it though, like where he references uh, like Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, Bob Dylan, and you look like time. you look like one uh, Bob Dylan's Bob disciple. But that, yeah. that's a, I, I really like that song in general. It's a, it's um, a good song. I so I would say I wouldn't I recommend would, it, but I like it a lot. Yeah, I would say I would give that a hum, an honorable mention, which I did again this week. I haven't done it in the past weeks. The honorable mentions. But. The only honorable mention I would say is "Give Me Back My Girl." Mm-hmm. Uh, all in all, this was a very good album. I'm very happy that I listened to it. I'm going to yeah. check out their first album, but I'm There's also going to listen to a lot of Nickel Creek after this. Yeah, I, I probably should too. You would like them. They're good. Yeah. All right, well, that's enough about uh, the band that doesn't sing about alcohol on the alcoholic episode. <laughs> uh, let's let's get a little bit more in tune with the theme this week. Okay, well, um, I don't want album, no little fish. I want a real big fish. What? The band, Real Big Fish, the album turned the radio off. I'm going to start off with track one, five out of five, recommended. That's called Sellout, which is their biggest song <laughs> Yeah, ever. <laughs> um, I guess I should probably give a little bit of background about this band. If yeah. you don't know who Real Big Fish is, they are a ska band. Mm-hmm. Very much a ska band. Literally a ska there's, band from the, the 90s big ska wave. Yeah, and like there's a, one of the songs that says, It's a ska band! Yep. Um, so that means there's going to be a lot of upstrokes on the clean guitar, and there's going to be a lot of walking bass lines. There's going to be a lot of saxophone. There's going to be a lot of trombone, trumpet. If you don't know what ska is, think of reggae. It's kind of there's actually like a, a song, faster there's reggae. Actually kind of like a song about reggae. Yeah. SR is the song's title. I I like that song, but I didn't recommend it. Anyway, uh, the first song is called Sellout. Um, it's a super great album opener. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> That's such a melodic, like a, a yeah, a memorable horn line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. super. There memorable. are there are quite a few of those in this album. Yes, um, yes there are. Basically, this song is about uh, selling out, selling out, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, a signing with a record label, a major um, label, a, a major label. Yeah, and uh, but. Not wanting, well, because I guess in the song he has a job at a fast food place, flipping, flipping burgers, burgers and wearing a silly hat. Yeah, and so he he doesn't want to work in yeah. fast food all your life, but don't sign that paper tonight. She said, said, but it's too late because he signed the paper to. Um, does everybody know what selling out is? Yeah, in it's refer- uh, like a, in regards to music, I guess. Why don't you explain it? All right. As, uh, if you're gonna go by what a lot of punk rockers call sellout, it would mean signing to a major label, because mm-hmm. uh, there's a, a punk rock like an independent mentality that if you go to a major label, you've you're doing it for money. Yeah. What I think selling out is is to changing your style change, of music. Not necessarily. It's to change your style of music only because you're getting money to do it. Right. If you're if someone's telling so, you change do this because it's gonna make us lots of money. So like a record label saying you need to make songs that have this type of message and this type of sound, do that. That's selling out. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with signing to a major label making money. As long if, as if, you're if doing you're in a band and that's your career, that's a if you can keep so, your integrity, that's a good thing. So do you think like Goo Goo Dolls? They like were a punk band, but then they kind of went to like ballads. I don't know. I don't. I'm not gonna speak on that because I don't really know much about Goo Goo Dolls. Same. Let me think of 
that's just the only only one that I can kind of think of that was a good example of a really major shift well, in well, there. Here's, here's this thing: uh, Have you ever heard about Gilman Street in? Um, I think it's in San Francisco, a like a punk venue. No. Uh, it's a, it's a huge punk venue, like not like size wise, but notoriety wise. Right. Uh, underground punk venue in San Francisco, like Green Day used to play there, or Rancid. They will not let a band play on their stage that's signed to a major label. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, the lead singer of um, Dead Kennedys yeah. got beat up in their audience because, because he was he popular. Was a, oh my gosh. Yes. That's like it's that, that kind of mentality that's really stupid. Yeah, that is kind if, of a dumb mentality. Why like, not make money for doing your job? But if you're going to change your music... To, if you're going to change your music... Like to your, fit what people... if you, My biggest thing is if you start writing music... Um, to please people like if you start writing music that you're like oh wait this isn't catchy enough like i need to write something more catchy because then people that's not too no but but because then people will like it and then people will buy it and then i'll make more money like that's kind of lame even then i don't really think it's lame i think it's if somebody tells you you have to change and then giving into it that's selling out uh because like i Living in Nashville, we know about the songwriting career, and those people, like songwriters, are great people. Like th- that's their job is to write catchy music. Yeah, well, but that doesn't I guess, mean that doesn't mean it's like they don't feel what they write. Or I they guess I guess yeah. what I'm saying is, whenever you sacrifice like for, your artistic as a, as a songwriter, because we both are, yeah, technically, technically, yeah. Um, whenever you start thinking about, oh wait, will people like this? Should I be writing like this style or should I be writing like this? Will people like this? Like we're not obviously we're, we're like we're not in a popular band or anything like that. But well, even even then I don't think I agree with but, you 100%. But even if you are like if you start writing songs and in the back of your mind you start thinking, "Wait a second. Is this going to be good? Like will people think this is catchy or am I doing this like if you start changing the way you write songs, Based on the fact that like you might not make any more money or you might not like your your fans might not like it, like that's not good. See, because even a prime example right now is Frank Turner. He used a new song. Yeah, like I that's like very, it, but it's that's very different. But he said it was Arkells inspired. Right. See, but, here's here's why I disagree with you. Uh, I think there's nothing wrong with with trying to come up with a song that's catchy that you want to. Being in a band is a business. Obviously, you, you need something that's going to sell and people will relate to. So that's that's a very important aspect, but it should not be the sole driving factor. If it's the sole driving factor... That's that's what I'm saying. And, okay, if, if you're saying that's the only reason why you're doing that, then I believe that's selling. That's what I'm saying. They're yes. like, they're like if, if you say... I don't think Frank's selling out with that new song. No, I, I'm not saying he is. But what I'm saying is that... That's oh, a, a lot that, of people are saying a lot of people are saying he is. A lot of people saying? are saying that like, oh, what the heck? He's changing. There's no more acoustic guitars. And like, that's fine if you change. Like, yeah. that's good. Like, he's obviously wanting to take a different direction yeah. in his music, yeah. which is a natural thing for a band to do. Like, you look at a band like U2, they are have compl- changed completely since like Joshua Tree. I wouldn't say they sold out. No, they've adapted. But there are bands like Pennywise who have never changed ever. Yeah. Change is natural. Uh, you can't get mad at a band for changing. Anytime, like Blink One and Two sold out after Dude Ranch. Technically, that's what people say. Oh, right. So it's selling out's a weird topic, but that's all it, we'll it say about really, that. It really is kind of a strange topic. If like, you guys have feel strongly about it, tell us. I mean, like I would say that I would. I don't know if a lot of people thought that maybe Switchfoot sold out with his most recent album. Kind of like so, like some of the songs felt like safe or. Well, the the one single. Um, Live It Well seems like a CCM song. Yeah. But I like that song. Yeah. It's 
because I, I even though it seems like a CCM like safe song, it feels genuine to me. Yeah, like f- coming from them. And I guess that's really the, the big thing is that as long as your music sounds genuine and real, then hopefully listeners yeah. will realize that. Go to a live show, you'll see if they're a sellout or not. Yeah, yeah. If they're phoning it in, in, as you say. I think less people are sellouts than people think. Right. Yeah. It's just an easy term to throw around when you're unhappy with an album. Yeah. But that, that kind of makes sense. Anything else to say about that song, Sellout, even though we had that huge grass? <laughs> no. Um, it's a very good song. I like that song. It's a super good song. I recommend it. It's it a trendy song. You know? It is a, yeah. Uh. <laughs> On to track number three. No, just kidding. Uh, track number two is called Trendy. I really don't like this song. That's kind of, I like this song a lot. What's well, the... Everybody's doing the fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's know. not so bad being trendy. Everybody who looks like me is I'm my friend. friend. <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of like goofy. It's, it's, and... it's very goofy. That's the whole point, though. I gave it a three out of five. That's yeah. all I want to say about that. Fair enough. Um, track number three is called Join the Club. It's a song Man. about starting a band and being like, we're doing just what everybody else does. So blah, blah, blah. We're starting a band. Yeah, I, I, This song's all right. I liked it more than track number two. I gave it four to five. Yeah. Track number four is called She Has a Girlfriend Now. This song's so this funny. This song is really funny. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I'm not going to elaborate on it. You guys check it out for yourself. Like, she it's, has it's a girlfriend now. She it's broke very, up with very him because funny. now she has a girlfriend. It's yeah, a hilarious song. It's super song. funny. I give it four to five. Uh, I thought this one, I almost thought maybe you'd recommend this song, but I wasn't nah. sure. It's, it's no, a funny I mean, song. it is really catchy and it is really funny, but there are better songs. Track number five is called Snoop Dogg, baby. Snoop Dogg! Snoop Doggy Dog. It's a weird song. I'm not, it's a very strange okay. song. I give it. Favorite. I give it three out of five. Three three point five out of five. Mm-hmm. It kind of has that reggae feel. Yes. Which is what uh, com- kind of comes back a little bit later as well. Yeesh. Uh, but on to my next recommendation, track number six. The theme of this episode is beer, and this song is called <laughs> Beer, which I believe is the first. I can remember it's the first reference to alcohol in the album. I might. I don't know if there's any other. Afterwards, I think so. Yeah, but it's there's no denying that the song's about. It, uh, it starts very fast. Uh, there's a super great walking bass line, like I mentioned earlier. Um, and I'm not really sure if this song is about a breakup or if it's about partying in general, or if it's about hooking up with a girl, or if it's about something else. I think it's about being in a bad relationship and getting drunk to forget to about forget. it or ignore okay. it. Okay. Um, but this is definitely my favorite song on the album. It's I have mine too. It's super, <laughs> I love this song. super catchy. Uh, my term is glue on my brain. It sticks there. Yeah, it will murder you because glue on the brain is a death sentence. It's a death sentence, yeah. But this song but is a life sentence, this a song life is of anything happiness. Anything but a death sentence. It is fantastic. Yeah, the opposite of death sentence is life sentence. A life, a life sentence, sentence of happiness. Yeah, but if you can't give someone a life sentence because eventually you're gonna die. It's not a death sentence. How about that? That's the opposite of death sentence. There you go. Check number seven. <laughs> it's not bad, but it's it's. it's it, I gave it two out of five. It's a uh, this the track is called two four one, and the funny thing is they say that's the only word they say. Two forty one. Two forty one. Yeah, uh, but the funny thing is is that the song is two minutes and forty seconds long. Well, maybe that's the Google so, Play version. Who knows? Maybe the actual like. I don't know. That, that's what I was listening on it to. Anyhow, um, it's an instrumental the movie basketball. Yes. Do you, me- do you remember Real Big Fish being in it? No. They're in the movie multiple really? times, and their music's in the movie. That's pretty cool. Um, do you remember the, the the like the home team's name? No. The beers. The beers. You can <laughs> okay. buy a basketball jersey that says beers, and on the back it says, Real I think Big it Fish. says Real Big Fish under the name, but the number is two forty one. 
Oh, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, it's expensive, otherwise I This get song it. is an instrumental. Yeah. And the only reason I gave it 2 out of 5 instead of 1 out of 5 was because there are very cool ho- uh, horn parts throughout. Yeah. yeah, it's, I mean... So... That's why, uh, like, if an instrumental with, like, just a... A uh, bass, guitar, drum band is a lot more boring. Than, like, horn parts yeah, yeah, do a lot yeah. more for so, you. They I mean, can add melodies. Like, that's the only reason I gave it 2 out of 5. Yeah. But enough about that song. Let's go on to a song that sucks. Just kidding. It's what? just called Everything Sucks. I know. I gave this song 5 out of 5, and I recommended it, bro. It's a great song. Super great song. Um, what I could kind of get glean from it is that it's kind of a song about being cynical and thinking that like everything sucks and but realizing it and then saying i'm not going to complain about it this is going to be this is going to be the last time you hear me complain <laughs> fun little piece of trivia okay they have a later album called everything sucks mm. and i don't remember if it's on that album or another album but on some other album other than this they have a song called turn the radio off Oh, okay. So the instead of having like the, the same name of a song that's the same name of the album, they're on different albums. That's pretty funny. Weird. Actually. Kind of cool though. Because normally you have a title track on the same album. Right. Exactly. Not real big fish. Interesting. Um, that's really all, all I want to say about that though. It's a super catchy chorus. Uh, great song. It's a great song in general. Yeesh. The next song is a hum. An honorable mention. Okay, I was going to say, I love this song. S dot R. What's that I mean, stand S for? S dot R dot. Suburban Rhythm. Do you know what Suburban Rhythm is? No. It's a band. Oh, okay. Why did Ed and Scott quit? Who's that? Is it a... Member, I guess. Member. What's up with the boots on your feet? <laughs> yeah, there's like a, a whole bunch of like really funny talky lines. Yeah. Um, Please don't go. Um, If you ever go to a live show, this is hands down the best song to see. Really? Um, They do... What's up? This song's probably like what? A it's like a minute and 40 seconds, seconds or something. Like they that. turn into like a 10 minute bit. Really? <laughs> uh, they play it in every genre. That's pretty they cool. They do a disco version, a death metal version, an emo version, a punk version, a country version. Like they do the reggae version. That's pretty it's, funny. I like that. That's why I like it because they. I've seen them a bunch of different times and they introduce it a bunch of different ways. Like one time, um, do you know the Metallica song called Master of Puppets? Yes. They said, we're the master of genres. And they would say, master, master. And then they would do a different genre. And it was just, it, it's a lot of fun. If you haven't seen them live, it's it's really a, worth your time to see them live. I and I saw them do the 10 year anniversary of this album where they played oh, it really? in its entirety. That's pretty sweet. It was awesome. Um, So that song's pretty good. Yeah. It's more reggae style and, and on this album. Honorable mention. It's, an, it's a hum. Uh, track number 10. Don't really like it. It's weird. That's a weird one. And creepy. Not my favorite. It's called Scott. Is it Scottanic or Scatanic? Skatanic? Skatanic or Scottanic? Ska bands like to do that a lot. Like, put Scottalites or Scottalites. Like, yeah. if, if there's any word that starts with an Scott A or something, they put yeah. Ska in the beginning of it. Yep. So, this is um, instead of Satanic, it's Scottanic. Yeah. It's um, not my favorite. It's super weird and creepy, and I don't really like it. Meh. Track number 11, though, I really like. Recommended it. It's called All I Want Is More. I love this song. And it's basically what I... He had kind of like ruined a relationship because he wasn't satisfied with the girl, even though she was like giving him like a lot and like he really liked her, but 
You still wanted more. There's a lot of f words in this song. Yes, there is. Um, Not the next song is, is way it, more f words, but chorus? there's a lot in, in the chorus. Yeah. What is the chorus again? Someday, maybe she'll come back, back to me, and I'll say, "Why don't you go yourself?" Yeah. <laughs> and what is that chorus? What does that chorus, that chorus remind you of? Um, a Blink song, right? Yes, Blink Way Two. Someday, just that part. They put that in the verse of yeah. one song, and it had to be a reference because they they had it. It, it definitely. For those is. Of you don't know, Blink Way Two put an album out last year called California, and they referred to a bunch of other punk bands within the album on yeah. a bunch of different songs. Yeah. So it, I, it has. They have to be referring to this. It song. has to be, yeah. But this sure. song's fast and punky yeah, and awesome. Yeah. Um, and that. So yeah, I recommend that song. Very mm-hmm. good. Um, but. That brings me to track number 12, which is an honorable mention again. Four to five. Uh, it's called Nothing. Really fast? It's really fast. It's a short song. It's yeah, a lot of F words. In the bridge. Um, but the one line that I really like from it is, every, try, every time I try so hard, I get nothing, nothing. Every time I try so hard, I get nothing, nothing. Yeah. So kind of a straightforward message, but I really like it because it's yeah. fast and awesome. All right. Track number thirteen. <laughs> We're getting very there. a very funny song. Um, it's kind of a song about making fun of vegans and say, vegetarians. Say ten. That's that's a food, right? Say, say ten. Satan. Say ten. Maybe it's Satan again. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that food though? It's like S E I T E N. Satan. Oh yeah. Like yeah, I've yeah. had a, a burrito with Satan in it. Yeah. It's a substitute for meat. I think that's what they're yeah. talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's really funny because like some of the lines are like, "I feel so bad for this broccoli getting killed." <laughs> Or like, just like other really dumb stuff. Like, oh, they're man. just joking. Oh man, this, these vegetables are dying. It's terrible. They are a very satirical band. Yes, yeah. Music, That's yeah. probably something I should have mentioned at the beginning of yeah my description. They're very satirical, just like the way that uh, uh, the Offspring were in that uh, the album Ixnay on the Ombre. See, um, but that song is pretty good. I gave it four to five. It's pretty hilarious. Um, track number 14 is called I'll Never Be. Um, I gave this four to five and it's an honorable mention. And there's a super awesome saxophone part. I like the sax. I like the saxophone. Um, but anyway, this song is basically about how he'll never be famous. Like, he'll never be a famous rock and roll star. And he like technically people, isn't, but people will never, like, have him on their t shirt. Like, you know, they'll never have his face in his t shirt. They'll never have a. I'll never be on MTV and like be whatever else, you know. Growing up, it's in, uh, it's super catchy though. In my home in Pittsburgh, I had a signed Real Big Fish t shirt hanging up on my wall, right? So, but it didn't have his face on it, so I guess that's <laughs> but anyway. Next song, uh, next song is called Alternative Baby 3.5 out of 5. Catchy, but third way, nothing to write home about. Yeah, really definitely is. doesn't have a bun in the oven. Did, did this album grow on you? It did, yes, because I know early on you were like, I'm not a big fan. The, Other than like the two or three well, songs. Oh, the last track is called Cool Ending. I, I think that's just like a bonus track at the end. I give it a zero to five. Yeah, you, <laughs> it's nothing. Like literally um, it's just air w- silence. But yeah, it did It did grow on me definitely. Uh, when I, Whenever I first started listening to it, I was like, man, I just like um, Less Than Jake way more. I think I do too, but... But this album was still pretty good. Yeah. I definitely... Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely both good bands. Mm-hmm. Um... I think I might like like Less Than Jake a little bit more. Maybe, I definitely maybe like that's Less just Jake because more. we saw them live recently. Seeing Real Big Fish live might change your opinion a little bit more, I'd say. But that's yeah, that's a side yeah, point. That, that could be yeah. Yeah, maybe in the future you'll see them. But 
Either I way, hope so. I really um, hope so. We're about to finish our beers, so before we do that, let's talk about next week. We're going to have yeah, another themed week. Yeah, Can't we are. Because what comes after 21? 22. Duh. What is that double of? Two. Oh. So? So what are we going to do for that? Repeat. Repeat. If it's a repeat week. number, we're going to repeat bands. Um, there are two bands that both of us had recommended for the other that we... Wanted fairly to recommend, early on, too. Yes, fairly early on that we wanted to recommend a different album for. And so we're going to take the time for episode number 22 to do just that. Noise! So what is it that uh, you're going to make me revisit for a different album for a similar band? The band that I'm going to make you revisit is Arcade Fire. What? 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 Um, and the album is called The Suburbs. Oh, it's... Sounds a lot more interesting than so, the herbs. Ar- arcade, f- what? The herbs. The herbs? Yeah, suburb is short for suburban, so herb is short for urban. <laughs> the herbs. <laughs> what up, bro? I'm from the herbs. I'm from the herbs, eh? <laughs> oh, no, I'm from the suburbs, eh? <laughs> you went Canadian for that. Yeah. Oh, sure. Let's go get some poutine down in the herbs, eh? Yeah, okay, eh? Oh, yeah. I heard I heard the maple leaves are playing in town, eh? Let's grab some uh, oh, no. some Molson's and go down to the herbs, eh? <laughs> some, some Molson's. Some Molson's. I don't know what beer they drink. Labatt's Blue, eh? Labatt's Blue. Uh, I doubt they drink any of that. It's imported here. Who knows? It's a Canadian beer, but... Who knows? Anyway, regardless... Okay, so, so you're going to have you listen to... The album is called The Suburbs. The Suburbs by, by Arcade, Arcade Fire. Fire. Yes. All right. What I'm going to have you listen to is an album called Stranger Than Fiction by, by the band Bad Religion. Sweet. Uh, this I is know. I know one song off this album, right? Probably one, yeah, if not more. Uh, is this a song that? Uh, what's Twenty First Century Digital Boy? You might know that. Maybe Either that, that or one. Infected. Other than that, you probably don't know. Oh, anything. this isn't the album that uh, Suffer is on. No, Suffer is on Suffer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Great. Great. Uh, but we're just leaving it to to doubles uh, repetition of music. We're going to have new beers again next week. Yeah. Uh, new yeah, craft not, beer. Yeah. No, no we're more not, of this We're not going to have stuff. any of this uh, terribleness. Um, because this Coors Light has tasted the same the whole way through. It's not my favorite. This, this Budweiser has gotten worse. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's gotten warmer. Like we say, when a beer is colder, it masks the flavor. So if you're having a cheap beer such as what we're having tonight, have it as cold as possible. Yep. Almost, when, almost freeze it. For, for Coors Light, when the Rockies are blue, it's okay. It's a good beer for you. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, let's uh, oh, let's man. finish our, our can. Uh, final thoughts? Do you have final thoughts on? I have no this final beer? thoughts. This beer is cheap and it tastes cheap, but it's all right. I, this, cheap it and gives it tastes me, cheap. It gives me a reminiscent. Uh, it, it just reminds me of when I had my first beer with my dad. Yeah, I, I like the beer for that reason. That's a good reason to like it. So let's clink our let's, two cans together and finish clans. them. <laughs> clink our clans. Yes, clink our cans and finish it. Ready? Ship it at <laughs> Down the hatch. Ah. Once again, my Just name okay. is Steve and Justin. And my name is Jesse Titus. That's a weird name to like seriously. <laughs> all right, this has been American Bruising Tunes. Thank you for listening. We will see you all in two weeks. Well, we won't see you, but you'll hear us. You'll hear us in two weeks. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beebity-day!